Hello and welcome to episode 26 of The Ripper, The Teller and The Gremlin. I hope everybody had a lovely Christmas and uh, hopefully a nice gap from uh, work, uh, which would be lovely for everyone after a pretty terrible year. Um, (laughs) So this is our uh, post-Christmas episode. Um, We obviously have been pretty busy, everybody spending time with their family um, and, you know, hopefully keeping safe. Um, So I'm just going to jump straight into it with uh, my news pieces for this week. I mean, funny fact, this will... It's been recorded beforehand, but this will probably be our first episode of 2021. Oh, yeah. Hey. So, happy, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Hopefully, happy this year is year. better. Yeah, hopefully 2021 isn't as bad as this year. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, moving on to my news for today. Um, I have two pieces of news for you, um, both actually gaming-related. So, I'm going to go for the one that I, the one that I'm kind of disappointed about, first and foremost, and that is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, Obviously, anyone who's anyone knows about this game has seen advertisement for this game and probably thought this game looked great. Yeah, um, one however, of Sony's big exclusives. Exactly. However, the news is not so fortunate. So it's been said that they're actually the sales have tanked compared to the last game uh, to these Spider-Man released before on the PlayStation 4. Um, it's actually down by 70%, um, which Huge. is humongous. Mm-hmm. And... I'm really, really surprised by this. And I kind of can see where these people's points are coming from. However, I, I still don't like to think of it this way. Um, so it's been said that it's not really a, a true sequel to Spider-Man um, and more feels like an overpriced DLC. Which, um, to be fair, Insomniac kind of marketed it that way as well. They yeah. said, hey, look, this isn't the sequel. Mm. This is just a side game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's not like Spider-Man 2. It's not like the follow-on to the last Spider-Man, but instead it's just sort of following on that storyline. So that kind of makes things worse for them because you're paying, what, is it 50 quid? Is that about about right? It's about 50 pounds? I think it was 40, wasn't it? It was slightly cheaper. Right, okay. So it is a little bit cheaper than any other game being released at the moment. But at the same time, that's still 40 pounds. It's still a full game. Like, you know, that still should be. And especially when it's, been advertised as you know like the next big thing from the previous spider-man which was obviously hugely successful um Mm. and and it did do fantastic the previous so it's actually a real shame in my opinion because i've i've seen um a lot of the game and i've Mm. actually watched uh, and spoken to a few people who have played it yeah everybody seems overly happy with it but it looks great it does look great but to hear that it's not done well um, with its sales and things like that, it is as well compared to last time. That's a bit disappointing for me. Um, and you know, what do you think? What do you guys think about it? Um, I'm just surprised given the year we've had with gaming. It's been a really mm. weird year because, like you say, generally games have been so much more successful Popular. this year, yeah. and mm-hmm. the industry's growing. More money's being chucked everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, there are a few games this year. Avengers, now Spider-Man, Miles Morales, that just seem to not... like Because, again, another Sony exclusive, Last of Us yeah. 2, despite the mixed pre-release information, um, it shattered sales records. So yeah. this is the year that really... Uh, and I'm so surprised, because I would have expected this just to do as well or better. Like Better, yeah, that's what I would Especially with the thought. new consoles. Mm-hmm. Well, especially considering it was released as a, a PlayStation 5 exclusive and, you know, it was like their launch game. Um, you know, people were buying the console with Mars Morales included. 
you would have expected is given the hype. And I kind of think any Spider-Man game generates a lot of help hype itself because everyone loves to play as Spider-Man. So uh, you would have hoped that this would have done, would have exceeded the previous. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. And like you say, Chris, in a year where buying games has become like the, the best thing we can do um, a year where people have been stuck at home for so, so much of it and have had nothing but to do, but watch binge watch and play. Um, you would have thought that this would have just gone like excelled, but, but clearly not. Bradley? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Avengers being another flop of the year. Maybe superheroes are just not really in at the people minute for like, gaming. People are like 2020 doesn't deserve superheroes. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe everyone's just so depressed. Like, just like, no one can save this board. year. Yeah, can't jump on board with superheroes this, this year. I just want to play games about crippling depression and being sad and stuck at <laughs> <Yeah>. home. <laughs> I mean, but it is worth noting that um, despite this being, uh, as the industry has labelled it, a bomb, mm. uh, it would have been made on such a smaller production budget. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the assets have just been reused. Right. So it could be a case that even though it's 70% down, it's they still could well. still make some yeah. money um, because of their sale margin because the budget would be nothing near the size that the budget was on the uh, on the original. Yeah. So just because, I mean, it's yeah. disappointing, it's sad, but this isn't necessarily uh, Avengers bad where it's not made its money back. I, I, I imagine this has probably made its money. It's yeah. just disappointed Sony in that they thought it was going to make them a, a huge pile of money. If that yeah. makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, uh, there's not too much to be said about it, but it's it's shocking to see that it's down so much from the previous game. But nevertheless, um, I really am hyped about the game and I kind of can't wait to have a go at it because I, I've watched somebody play it, um, mm. you know, uh, someone I know, and, and I just think it looks great and I love the previous. So yeah. um, I can't imagine I'm not going to enjoy this one. Hopefully yeah. uh, one day you'll, you'll give us a review on it. Oh yeah, I definitely will when I finally get time to actually uh, give it a go. And I have a new console, which I don't <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm working on that though. By the way, I am still on the daily grind for one. So uh, hopefully, well, you know Searching that the, the episode after I have one, the episode after I have one, I'm going to have to tell you the the very start of the episode. Um, so yeah, um, moving on to my next and final bit of news for today, actually. Um, which is regarding my favorite franchise of, well, not favorite franchise of games, but my favorite genre of games, which is horror games. Um, Silent Hill creator has a new horror game coming for us in 2023. Uh, Obviously quite a wait, um, but by the sounds of it, I might have a new console by then. So um, this is being pegged as a triple A horror game. Um, There is still rumors circulating that the old Kojima Silent Hills is still being revived we still obviously don't have a hundred percent promise of that. Um, and uh, you're avoiding what I, what I, what I, yeah, yeah, worded, yeah. Well, yeah. you're, you're wording what I was, I wasn't avoiding it on purpose. I just, <laughs> I just offensive. That is, yeah. I was also thinking that, but yeah. I was like, I would have avoided it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, this is promised to be an actual horror game. And what we mean by an actual horror game is it's not just a game that throws jump scares at you throughout and just kind of as much as it, 
gets your heart racing it also just kind of winds you up at the same time yeah it's like it's like horror films like that are really frustrating um, uh, it sounds like he really wants to make something in-depth psychological horror terrifying, as opposed yeah. to just oh look scary half-naked witch lady oh, she's yeah gone. And, and this is and this is the thing is that kind of you know from someone who watches horror films like they're going out of fashion um uh, it's it's literally there's nothing worse than watching a horror film that is actually no good, but is just filled with jump scares because it just becomes frustrating and it almost just ruins the experience entirely. Like you want something that is, has the jump scares too, but also builds this incredible level of tension and makes yeah, you feel uncomfortable. It, it, it's like if that jump scare has been really intelligently woven into the narrative, yeah, yeah, yeah. then that's when it works really well, right? Not just not just like a random pointless, like you say, witch lady who's there for a second and gone, and it's like, well, where's what? You know why? Like, the best why one they... is when just like rad, where it's like not even like the antagonist of the horror movie. It's no. just like a random like dead lady who's just yeah. there, and then she's yeah. not there for the rest of the movie, and then never explained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly that um so yeah i'm really excited about that because any kind of big horror game that's being made uh i i always get excited about um and we actually spoke was it our last episode where we spoke about the um that other game coming out or was it the one before where we spoke about project um i'm not going to pronounce uh, it how it's pronounced but yeah that was on the game awards episode the game awards episode so it was a while back um but i i watched the trailer for that and that to me as well looks like it has humongous potential to yeah. be a very kind game. of dead space meets alien isolation is yeah. what that's being pegged as and I, I again that that excites me and the other one which i'm um which i'm still waiting to hear more on is uh they're making another outlast game except um i, I mean i loved outlast one and two but this one's kind of they're taking a slightly different approach um this one's going to be the first outlast to have uh, to be played multiplayer um, and it's basically um, your experiments basically uh, being tried, like tested on um, and you and other patients have to basically, well, play the story together almost. I think it can be played obviously solo, but it's going to have an emphasis on co-op play and things like that. And I think that's really exciting because there's nothing funnier than playing something terrifying with friends and mm. both screaming like children. So yeah. <laughs> I'm always on the lookout for a good horror game. Just, just as a quick side note, talking mm. about playing things with friends, I watched that Snapchat clip you put up the other day of Courtney's John Wick on VR. Oh, it's great, isn't it? And it, it was, I was, I mean, I saw it and I was just rolling around with laughter and I so, it was just like, yeah so, so yeah, so that game, Pistol Whip, it's called, um, if anyone wants to know, it's uh, on the VR. Um, that is, it's, it's been made with John Wick in mind. So it, wa- it wants to make you, it really emphasizes this kind of techno dubstepy music and it plays a bit like um, other games like Beat Saber where music is the inspiration, but um, it, rewards you for playing you get you get a gun um and you make your way through these environments with the music playing but it it gives you bonus points for shooting in time with the music and things like that and also for your accuracy and all these sorts of things but it's made to make you feel like john wick because like it's really quite intense and fast paced and kind of you'll have your like gun flying in all different directions you'll be crouching dodging jumping yeah uh, we bought it the other night just because we were all bored stuck at home and um yeah we've we've had well for the last five i think four or five nights in a row we've been on it for at least an hour every yeah. night um I, just 
And there was just great. something about watching little Courtney like yeah. try to do all the movies. Killing all these guys. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, this is so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was it's really great. Um, but yeah, the game is brilliant. And it was only it was on sale as well. Um, it was I think it was £14, which obviously is not a bad because there's quite a lot on it as well. So yeah, um, that's not really a review, but um yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Chris. I just derailed because it popped into my brain and I was like, Oh, I'd like to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's um that's my news but done. Back for... on the rails. Yeah, back on the rails, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's my news done for the day. So um, moving on to, I believe, Bradley. Yes. So this week, I'm here to bring you your Cyberpunk 2077 update. Um, every week, baby. Every week. And they have themselves, <laughs> CD Projekt Red, released a, a hotfix, an update. Um, and they've actually fixed the corrupted save bug, um, where which we talked about last week, where um, to do with the 8 megabyte file size, um, and then it corrupting your entire save or your most recent save if you were lucky um that has i, I did read the patch notes uh, yesterday i think it was um they fixed it from occurring again but they haven't actually fixed any of the corrupted saves so <laughs> so from what i'm understanding you'll still be screwed if you have a hundred hour corrupted save and and you'll be fine if um you want to keep playing and you haven't or you start yet. a new game or something yeah or if you um uh, start a new game so if, if you do want to play it and you're worried about that bug it should be completely fixed so um one one less thing to worry about when in delving into cyberpunk however the patch was also meant to feature stability for the old gen consoles which we have constantly talked about um however apparently this has not really done anything and it might have even broke it further um with crashes every 15 minutes <laughs> So, yeah, I I can report on this because um I I've actually uninstalled it. Ooh, um, no way! Why because, did you make this decision? Uh, because I I'm happy I bought it. Um, but I'm just gonna like wait a while. Yeah. Um, because I want to go back to it when it's in a better state. Because I'm really enjoy I'm really enjoying it. But I want it. I want it to get to a state where it's um you know not I, I'm not I'm not expecting it to be perfect, but where it's just like a bit stabilized yeah. and then once it's stabilized i think i'll just start a new game and just like enjoy it experience it yeah. See, yeah this is one of the reasons i keep doing the news on it as well because i have it installed but i haven't played it yet because <laughs> i am also in to. the yeah i'm also in the boat of i so, kind of want to play it when it's yeah better but... so my my friend has it i feel um, like it's worth waiting i'm yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not upset because I, I am on pc so it's like well, well this is what right, i was right, gonna right. say this is what i was gonna say my mate has it and he's got a pc and he's got quite a uh, i mean don't get me wrong by no means is it the best pc but he's got a, a above decent pc build um and i said to him what's the game been like for you in comparison to obviously um all the stories going about that and he said that he's played it and he's not really had any issues with it he said he's had what? one couple of the slight the slight slight um like bugs for characters the way they look and stuff and he said but generally he's played a fair amount of hours on it and he said he's has worked absolutely fine and i is said it, you do, might just do, be lucky do you think maybe yeah. you just didn't notice no he's quite into like he's because i said to him surely you've had like errors and like crashes or like bad bugs or things like that and he said no he said literally it's bit it, he said it's it's pretty much run see this, this is why i'm like hmm, i'll probably end up playing it in jan or feb like i won't wait that long uh, it'll, it'll be there and i won't have no other games to play and okay but i've got a question though for you if you start playing it and it is bad what are you that will you then carry on or will you no will... if it's bad I'll, I'll just stop purely for the fact that like i think it can be a great game 
and if it is like really buggy still uh, i will just stop I, I, um, I think it is a great game there's just it's a great game hidden behind a mess. lot of mess at the minute so, but you have played on old gen console yeah so, and i think for me to say that i still think it's a great game exactly. yeah That's yeah it's a big statement say. yeah yeah so I mean, hopefully, if I do start playing it next month, it will be fine on PC. The, to be fair, though, whenever I see about it on PC, it's always like, yeah, it's all right, to be honest, like, as in bug-wise. It's just minor things um, compared to the consoles, and yeah. especially the previous-gen <laughs> consoles. And everybody just calls it a bad console port, which is, like, the first time ever, because everything like we always get bad PC ports. And so people are like, oh, it's just a bad console port <laughs> for a game that should have been, like, massive on everything. Um and it is, to be honest, um, brings me on to my last point about it today. It has sold over 13 million copies, and that's after the refunds and returns. So it's not a small number. That's still huge. After all of this, we've still got 13 million copies yeah. um, in people's homes. I'd is- be curious to see how much it was before the refunds, though. Oh, I know. I wonder oh if it God. was. I reckon it'd be more like 15 million. I wouldn't be surprised if there were like 2 million refunds. Oh, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than that. Like, we have no idea of the scale of, of the refunds with the amount of statements they've had to release saying that they're supporting it. And um, imagine all the sales they've lost out on, on Sony pulling it off the stores. Mm. And 13 million is still just exactly. insane. And if they do fix this game, I mean, like we, we've talked about how they don't really expect it to be in a great state ever on previous gen consoles. But if they do at <laughs> least get it to a state where it's acceptable... Um, then imagine the amount of sales that they could have if in the next month they managed to actually start working through everything. Um, but yeah, we'll, again, we'll, we'll probably talk about it every week, but um, <laughs> hopefully next week. I'll a re- like, a reoccurring wow. segment. Yeah, and then one day, like, you know, probably soon, I'll start playing it and then I'll start talking about my experience with it um, on PC. So we, we've got the corporate beef news segment. And the uh, cyber flunk, yeah, cyber flunk, yep, <laughs> well, like that. cyber flunk updates, cyber, yeah, 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 because I want it to be you no know, in honor of Jack, in honor of Jack, <laughs> yeah. So that's it for cyberpunk this week, and um, I'm moving on to my last piece of news, which is uh, a leak. So, a leak has suggested that uh, there will be which kind of is you know it's kind of a guarantee anyway there's going to be a battlefield 6 apparently um and this is just a leak um but it indicates that the game will depict um a fictional world war 3 so obviously the last two games we've done world war 1 world war 2 and now they're going for a yeah. world war 3 they, they um, can't quite do a historical world war 3 <laughs> no exactly so we, we've gone from depicting Yet. historical things <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer I wouldn't have said that I wouldn't have said that in 2020 that was the worst thing we already started the year on <laughs> we're already on tender hooks um, so yeah and apparently it will be uh, NATO forces going up against a Russian slash China alliance which feels too you know too real to be honest why, why yeah i thought i especially like i was kind of like russia and china always get upset at being painted as the bad guys and yeah, then so like why keep doing it why can't we just throw in like you know the americans are bad like why not yeah. why not for one because no, can you imagine it? yeah can you imagine how many americans would be upset if they were the bad guys <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. sell would it yeah it wouldn't sell <laughs> no yankee um, forces <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so uh, the leak has suggested that War Stories is uh, returning from Battlefield 1 and 5 
Um, which, to be fair, I'd, have you ever played the War Stories? Yes, I've actually really enjoyed I, them. I, I, I really enjoyed them. So I didn't. I haven't played five um, because I was really put off that game. Oh, okay. But um, I, I loved, either. loved Battlefield One. Mm, I think yeah, it's I my did. favorite in the series. Same. Um, and the War Stories were, I think, the best way to tell the campaign. Definitely. Yeah, I see. I I haven't played five either, but I played one, and I really, really enjoyed the war stories and the way they're done. Um, I thought it was a really unique way of telling a story, like playing a story instead of you know picking being this main character who just plays the whole the whole campaign as you know like um, Mason yeah. and uh, Thingy from Call of Duty, which is nice. Point. But I think it differentiates itself from something yeah. like COD where you've you got can do different th- different thematic story. Yeah, and that's well. what yeah. I was going to say. You don't, you're not restricted to this one thing where it makes no logical sense for him to suddenly be doing this completely yeah. different thing. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you can jump around and be like, well, this person's fighting this battle and this person's yeah. fighting this battle. It doesn't have to be the same person constantly like traveling the world um, and fighting all the battles. Um, and it also, it was just a nice way to introduce us to different characters um we weren't stuck with you know one person that we might not have liked you, you got the chance to see different perspectives of the war and, and different people in the war and mm. I, I thought they were really cool and a really nice way to to tell the story i i really liked how it just opened as well and it was quite mm. sad yeah oh, it was because, start, yeah because you just you die and it, it, it gives you um the quotes and it yeah. basically is saying that you're meant to die yeah. um like as in in gameplay wise you're meant to die because people would just die and it was unexpected yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. you're not one person in oh, the world. you're I, many I, people you know this has made me want to install reinstall the <laughs> it was I, I think you'd enjoy fives five four uh, really i just don't well. like the gameplay i just what? really hated very similar to one uh, i played the demo uh but i just i felt like they for me battlefield distinguishes itself by feeling like a battlefield yeah right. and five just moved too much to it felt too enclosed it felt too call of duty it felt okay. so removed from what to be in fair, my eyes makes the battlefield series great i don't like the online for one or five very much at all oh, oh, i love battlefield the online one, for one the online for one is what class are you playing and that, uh, that's it it's, yeah. I want to play assault. I've always played like assault No, I mean, if you, if you power build, but if you just play the game for what it is... I, no, but that's what I mean. I that. have to be the best. So when, uh, <laughs> your problem. Was, like, no, but it, it, it's not. It should, so basically, I was like, you know, I'll be assault, but then depending on whether you, you get spawned, you're useless. You're just completely yeah. useless for your SMG against, you know, who... Because the, the maps were so open. Oh, they that. were so good. Whereas yeah, Battlefield that. 4 and 3... Was, they're my favourites. Yeah, they were great too. I was. It was just so much easier to be. Oh like, really? I'm in surprised because I, I just rock a carbine and it was I, like I love one and Bad Company. Mm. I do like they're Bad my Company. Two favorites. I like Bad Company too, um, but not. I can't say I loved the ones before that. But no, I'm I'm talking about Battlefield Two Bad Company. Yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about the first. Bad oh, Company. okay. Yeah, no, Bad Company Two is amazing. Um, it's probably, uh, I think it, it's it set the groundwork favorite. for the rest of the series. To be honest. Yeah, um, but we, we've we've derailed here because your point was war stories <laughs> and how much how they're coming back, we which were, is a fantastic yes. thing. Yeah, um, we, we got on the we've never discussed Battlefield on the podcast. No, it's so, great. Yeah, yeah we all really like it. Yeah, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so some of the war stories um, focus on a squad of U.S. Army tasked to protect American suburbs from attacks mm-hmm. of the enemy. And to be fair, I love the kind of defending uh, the homeland stuff, giving me uh, modern warfare two vibes exactly, and home front. 
I don't know if you've ever played Homefront. Yeah, Homefront, I have. Homefront yeah. 1, not, to, not no, the, yeah, the, the first original. one. the original. The first one. The original Homefront, great. I thought was so underrated. Yeah. It was. I played that game through like five, six times. It, like, it was so uh, underrated and so unheard of and, as well. And, and, and the bit where you're crawling through the mass grave. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that, that bit. <laughs> that, the minute I think of that game, that's what pops into my brain. To How far, brutal that scene that was. Well. It's, yeah, it was. It was such a good game. But again, and, and that gives you that home front perspective of mm-hmm. fighting, you know, to defend. Because we always see, like, from the wars that we've had in the past, Americans are always off fighting somewhere else. And they really have to defend their homeland. <laughs> and I, I do quite like that. Um, so apparently another campaign um, will follow an MI6 agent infiltrating oh, a group of so rebels cool. located in so Eastern cool. Europe as part of a mission to prevent enemies from expanding to NATO territories. Yeah, I agree. It just, oh, it, just, it, it just sound like it's such James awesome Bond stories in yeah. battle, battle uh, field. So, so yeah, so we're all on board for if this uh, leak is is confirmed. I'll be, to be so true. sad if this is not true now. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Battlefield Five Two. <laughs> <laughs> Chris will hate it, but you know. Um, so yeah, so we are hoping for this. The multiplayer will return. Obviously, that is a staple of of Battlefield nowadays. Um, and they'll they'll keep their sixty four v sixty four player game modes but apparently there's going to be a massive group war game mode which they've kind of started doing different things with the the massive game modes um i really like what they did in one and five oh yeah like so good going across maps that i i really like with that. the destructible it's... environments and a, oh, a, God, yeah. attack helicopters fighter planes tanks mm-hmm. like it just it's so immersive you feel like you're in this war zone yeah and uh, and they've talked about how this is 64, well, in the leak, it's 64 be 64. But they said, you know, the vehicles, the planes, it's all going to be there. The destructible environment, it's oh, still yeah, going to be no, there. No, it's normally, a, it's normally 32 v 32, isn't yeah. it? Uh, that's where I was, because I was so, like, oh, it's 64. It's the same. That's what it's I was not. thinking. Yeah, how not, how yeah. wild. It, they've basically doubled the it's battlefield double, yeah. size. Oh, damn. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, if this is true. That's way more players for me to be top of. Like, yeah, there's way more players for me to shoot at in my tank like, or fly my helicopter into. Oh, see, see, is that how you played it? Is that oh, how you? I'm, I'm like, a vehicle guy. I was a, you're a vehicle guy. Bradley was a Bradley Bruce was on the ground stuff. taking objective. Uh, I was objective. I was a scout. I was always in the hilltops, always in the mountains, hilltops, thingies, and I was just picking. See, people. I, I just think they're mode. so well made, though. That, it, you, there's not the a only gameplay game. style. No. that really makes you feel useless. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. well, the thing is, this is what I was about to say, Chris, is that you couldn't play Call of Duty, and if you play with a sniper on Call of Duty, you're quick scoping and no scoping and trying to do if trick shots you're like not that. playing as a you're not doing player. what a sniper does which yeah, is like finding a spot up, laying yeah. back yeah get a tripod out and then and then uh <laughs> lay it down and start picking people yeah, off to be and, fair battlefield's the only game i've ever sniped in as well yeah it's, it's great it's so you great. feel like a and sniper. i don't even really like fps's but there's just something about battlefield that is every so kill immersive. feels so and do you not think every kill feels satisfying on yeah. multiplayer like mm-hmm. every kill really feels re- rewarding whereas on cod it's like oh, 100 points great pew, pew, like, just, done. yeah pew, yeah done. whereas that he makes that little ching noise when you kill someone on battlefield uh, and oh, we used to get the tags yeah when you like the, the million kills yeah. yeah i used to love doing that and then you permanently got their tags didn't you as well yeah. and you used to be able to see all your victims <laughs> it's great it's so great oh uh, it is it, yeah battlefield 6 bring it on yeah i was always one of these people with the whole cod v battlefield as soon as three here i was always a bigger fan of battlefield yeah. um mm. in terms of i just thought it was a better game i probably played more cod because yeah. it was easier I, just to jump into i just it think is. the sandbox is so much better designed yeah mm-hmm. 
but yeah. you know if you like cod more like it's fair play to you like it cod is designed it's more around game. being yeah. an, a, a modern take on what i'd call an arena shooter oh definitely yeah. set in yeah, military yeah, yeah. sort of um aspects yeah just... battlefield is so different because it tries to be a battlefield yeah it tries and to it be feels that way. i feel war. like it's very harsh to compare them because in my eyes they're, they're completely different. different things right mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly that so yeah bring us battlefield six yeah so one. yeah hopefully uh the says 2021 so <laughs> we're all excited about this leak then <laughs> Yeah, of course we are. Battlefield Six, but like it's because it's because it will go back to gameplay I love as well, which is yeah. the, the three and four gameplay of mm. being in a modern war slash futuristic war. Yeah, um, that that's my one worry is like World War Three. When I was assuming oh, they go too futuristic. Yeah, I was assuming that they'd mean like nowish, but I'm now worried that they're going to be like laser guns, boys, <laughs> mech suits. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. just really quickly, just really quickly before we move on to. Um, Christmas bit news. Um, I do have one thing just to say, and I really don't. I'm not going to get sidetracked on this, but you just reminded me when you was talking about near like modern slash near futuristic um, warfare. Do you know what game I came across? Um, literally, I was looking through my cupboards, and do you know what game I found in the back of my cupboards the other day? And I was like, oh my god, I was so tempted to put it on. I found Ghost Recon Future Soldier, and oh, I got yes. so excited. Such I got so excited about it's so it, good. and I was like. <laughs> It was just incredible. Wasn't I, I it? think it's my favorite Ghost Recon. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. 100%. Yeah, I, did, yeah 100%. I never really loved the other Ghost Recons, but that. Oh, one. I did quite like Advanced Warfighter. Mm, yeah, but it's still not know. quite. It's still not quite as good as Future Soldier for me. I just love Future Soldier so much. Future and, uh, Soldier was basically me and you played uh, that, didn't we, Jack? Yeah, yeah. We were uh, so uh, hyped for it. Yeah, I know. Like, little yeah. kids just like calling each other. But, but, like, but, we were really playing really. But but for once it was hype that didn't get let down. It was it, it was oh, everything no, we loved it. promised and we I, loved it. I, I think the thing yeah. for me with that game is it felt like a combination of all the things I loved in the Ghost Recon games yeah. with all the things I loved in the Splinter Cell games. Yeah, exactly. Merged. It felt like the perfect yeah. marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm so sad they've moved away from. Oh, in, I know. In the newer so titles. Yeah, so was I. I was gutted about that. But I yeah, think anyway. they have their moments, the they newer do. titles, but, but not not in not the, the same, same way. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I wanted to say, Joe. You reminded yeah. me, so that's all for mine. So, Chris, go yeah. ahead. So, uh, I'll start with my uh, movie news. Um, obviously, you know, 2020, we we don't get a lot of uh, cinema movie news. news. <laughs> well, we, we get a lot of movie news, we just don't get a lot of news regarding the actual uh, you know, cinema because nothing comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the Christmas period, Wonder Woman 1984 did release. And there is a very uh, big sense of confusion on the internet as to if this is a flop or not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the general consensus is everyone's like, we just don't really know. That's strange. Why? (laughs) Well, because COVID makes our lives weird. Yeah. And um, the the thing is, it's opening in both theatres and HBO Max. So you have to take in HBO Max into consideration, but there's no way to really tell how much money it's generated HBO Max in subscribers because oh, they haven't okay. released any information. Um, so the thing that's interesting about it is during the pandemic, the average opening weekend for movies has been around, uh, for, for, for new releases, has been around 4 million, mm-hmm. which is tiny. It's literally nothing. 
And uh, the the movie that did the best this year um, during the pandemic was Tenant, which opened with 9.3 million, which right. again is nothing that it would have opened with, like say last year. Um, but given the circumstances, that's that's quite good. But Wonder Woman has actually opened with 16.7 million. Okay. Uh, so yeah. it's almost doubled what tenants took in its opening. So you kind of have to take into consideration that, yeah, that's not a huge opening, but that's like the biggest opening of the COVID like era, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's this weird thing of, we have to kind of re-examine how we see the successes and failures of movies. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, it, it's really weird. So the the rest of the box office is awful as a result. So literally, like Wonder Woman is, is stealing all the money that's there. Everything else is like that's been released is like making like nothing, which is obviously a result of the few people that are going are going to see Wonder Woman. Nothing else. Um, and then uh, this one really interested me. So it, there's something really interesting in that in America, in a lot of the theaters they're practicing renting out entire rooms, like theater rooms. So you can pay $249 to rent a theater screen and a room. I heard about this. And, and, and then go in there with, who, say, if you had like 30 friends or something. I don't know how many, how the hell do you have 30 friends? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have 30 friends, but... If you did, you could rent out this room and you could all go together and uh, experience this movie privately, which is something that has been doing really well, actually. Because, so, yeah, go on, mate. I was going to just say, sorry, just quickly. Um, I don't know because I, I didn't, I know a little bit about this, but um, I also, I don't know if it's in the same sort of places or if it's something else, but like somewhere else in the world. But I also saw an article that you, you can actually as well pay to rent these rooms out, um, not just for cinema use, but you can do it for your gaming if you want so you can oh, take wow. consoles in there and you can screen it on the cinema screen and That's have i mean i was almost tempted to see how much it was and see where it was because i was like can you imagine gaming on a, on a cinema screen with surround sound <laughs> would that not like, be too big though yeah massive it'd be, it'd be ridiculous so imagine <laughs> being able to say that you've done that though <laughs> Um, yeah, so obviously $249 uh, to rent the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's reported that for Wonder Woman, 10,000 plus cinema screens were privately rented. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's huge. I mean, I, I love going to the cinema and I really wanted to see Wonder Woman, but I could not justify spending $249. No. But I suppose if there's like a group... If you of split people, it, yeah, I was going to say, depending on how many your people you're splitting it between, um, it obviously then is more justifiable. But if you was just imagine it was just for like you and one other person. Yeah, and the other thing... <laughs> Taking a this... girlfriend out and paying for her. <laughs> and the other thing with this movie is um, it's really uh, weird because obviously when we talk about flop or not, we also talk about critical consensus, right? And... the consensus around this movie has been really weird because the critics are kind of 50 50 on it. They either love it or not hate it, but not particularly that interested. Mm -hmm. Um, The cinema going audience gave it a B plus cinema score, which is the same cinema score that uh, audiences in cinemas gave to Joker. Yeah. But 
the online response, uh, so if you go on all the Metacritic, you go on Rotten Tomatoes, and you have a look at all of that, it is one of the lowest rated DC films. In some of the sites, it's even lower reviewed than Justice League and Suicide Squad. Wow. So it, there's a weird thing where audience seem to either love this or hate it. And I saw a really funny quote from someone who said they bought HBO Max to watch it. And he said, the movie was so bad that I walked out of my own house. <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> so and, uh, <laughs> that got a lot of retweets and i was like oh i love this this is so funny the movie's so bad i walked out of my own house oh my god so imagine spending 249 dollars i was just the- i was just thinking about it obviously i'm terrible at math but i was just thinking about it um so even if you because i was thinking sorry it's smaller groups let's not be ridiculous of people but if you went with say six people and split that cost you're talking about like 40 pound a person or 41 pound a person which is it's don't be wrong it's expensive but it's not then ridiculous is it so even if, if you had more than six people it's not that bad yeah that's a good point so what was the max it was two uh, well if you if you say around 30 people it's actually like it would eight, actually be cheaper wouldn't it's it? like eight <laughs> eight pound a person yeah well, that's dollars as well so yeah. that's, but but i'm saying like five, i'm saying re- realistically you're not going to gather 30 people and go there so i love how you, jack's actually committed to maths no i was, just, yeah, no, this is what I was thinking yeah because i hate maths but i was just thinking so yeah if you get 10 people you're doing it's like 24 pound a person like yeah. so, so the yeah. last sort of things i'll say on it is um the HBO Max side of things, apparently they saw a three times viewership number on HBO Max. So three times the normal number of traffic. So that must mean huge groups of people subscribed or downloaded HBO Max to watch Wonder Woman. Um, we know that the service HBO Max is one of the smallest streaming platforms. They are kind of struggling. So it's hard to say how many numbers that is because they said, oh, three times our normal user traffic, but they didn't tell us what the user traffic is. Right. So you're kind of like, well, that's good, but we don't know how good. Yeah. Um, and it, then again, which is again, this goes back to this, is this a flop or not? Because the film must have done well enough for Warner Bros because they've already announced they're going to do Wonder Woman 3. And that they want to fast track the movie to make it sooner. Oh. So it's this weird thing of this must have made the money on HBO Mac. This must have made them enough of a profit for them to, you know, um, want to to commit to a sequel. Because if it didn't, they would have just been like, no Wonder Woman 3. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. And, And the last thing I'll say on this is obviously because this got a huge mixed response and i've heard a lot about this i've watched a lot of reviews and i still really want to see the film um and make up my own mind because that's what i like to do i like to look at information and then go right i'll go in and 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 make up my own mind Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm happy to do but because of the mixed response with this movie and we also know that the director who directed the first wonder woman uh, a woman called patty jenkins who I, I really like. I think she did a great job with the first movie. Um, but it has been revealed that she fired a load of the writing staff and a load of the production team from the first movie and had way, way, way more creative control on this second movie. Right. Which is where a lot of people are pointing the finger and saying she's good, 
but maybe she had too much control in this one and maybe that's why people don't like it because she's she's maybe lost the elements that made the first one so good in a lot of people's eyes yeah and i think if you remember from our disney investor day episode she's set to direct the next star wars movie so as we know the internet being the internet all the star wars fans have gone oh god it's <laughs> ryan johnson again she's gonna ruin star wars so you know i think i think that's a bit harsh i think she's a great director i love the first wonder woman it's a great movie um i think sometimes there are certain directors who need to be tempered um, because maybe they like, I think that's George Lucas, like great creative visionary. But if you don't have someone to temper him, he'll just go off and go mental and make Jar Jar Binks and then be like, Jar Jar, yeah. he's the key to this. I was like, no, George, no, he's not. Stop. <laughs> no, um, he's not. Get rid of him. Yeah, literally. So hide him away. That's the thing. I, I, I think it's a bit harsh to make a judgment, but I understand why people have got fears because. Wonder Woman has been such a divisive movie. Yeah. You know, did you guys have anything to add? No, not really. I mean, I can't, I can't really go because I haven't even seen the first one, but um, I, as well, I have no <gasps> You idea. haven't seen no. the first Wonder nope. Woman? Nope. I love the first Wonder Woman. I think it's I great. It. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good movie. It's really, uh, it is good. So I just, I've just never got around to it. I've just never got around to it. But like, um, yeah, I don't know. You should watch it. It's a really fun, kind of campy, but then also kind of dark kind World of War campy. One movie. Because it is, because it kind yeah. of tiptoes between some scenes it's quite bleak because it's World War One, yeah. and then some team scenes it's kind of campy because it's Wonder Woman. Because mm. she is inherently kind of a bit campy, you know? Mm. But that's not bad. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's no. uh, quite a well-balanced movie, actually. Mm. Um, but anyway... I'll move on to my gaming news. So the first bit, which is is sort of news and also um, a bit of like a, a backlog of stuff, is um, I saw that Halo MCC was getting another update. So for those who don't know, that's the Master Chief Collection. And it really intrigued me because I was just going through the internet and um, it popped up and said um, new... New armor uh, sets for Halo Reach, Halo Three, and Halo Four for for MCC in season five, and I was like, "What? What's going on? Like new armor? What the hell?" So I immediately looked at it, and and yeah, they've added new armor sets to all of those old games uh, in a Fortnite sort of season system. They added in dances yet. No, I, don't, I, I think that's probably a step too far. Um, but it just really intrigued me. And as someone who loves those games, especially Halo Reach, to look at it and be like, whoa, new armor sets. And some of this stuff is stuff from, uh, like the Halo 4 stuff is suits that existed from DLC that they've added in. Um, some of the Halo 3 stuff is literally suits from Halo 4 and 5 that they've re-envisioned to what it would look like in Halo 3's engine which is amazing. It's so cool. I'm so happy. They, like, they don't have to do that. Like, that's just Halo 3. Like, th there's no reason to really do this. Um, 
And then obviously the Halo Reach stuff. So some of the Halo Reach armor is armor that was in the game files for Reach that was never finished or that was meant to be added in DLC and they never got round to it. Bungie didn't. So the guys who work on MCC have been like, yeah, there you go. It's in the season pass. Mm. Um, and the way the season pass works, I really like. So you, you don't pay for it. It's just there. And um, you have like uh, weekly challenges and then seasonal challenges. And as you complete them, you unlock a point. So every time you do a challenge, you'll get a point. And then you can use that point um, to advance the battle pass. And the battle passes, the, the season passes don't leave. So there's, you can access any four of them and progress any four of them you want. Right. And it's so, I just think it's so cool. And the other thing that blew my mind um, is this has all come about really because MCC went to PC. So obviously it went to PC and they did loads of updates and loads of quality of life stuff. And they were like, oh, you know, because of our success and our new sales on PC, we can really afford to update and keep improving this game collection for Mm. everyone. So one of those improvements, which I'm so hyped about, I'm going to play after the podcast, Halo Free ODST online match made firefight. (laughs) You can play with randomers. That was never an option ever on Halo Free ODST. You had to play with friends or by yourself. You can match make it. I was looking. I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "I'm gonna play with randos, and it's gonna be really fun." That's my (laughs) favorite firefight. Like ODST firefight is so fun. So as soon as as soon as we're done, I'm jumping on that for for a little game. (laughs) And the other thing is these new suits of armor have come with huge customization overhauls. So, you know the way Halo Reach works, where you can choose every aspect of your armor. You can choose the legs, Mm -hmm. use the arms. They've literally gone back and made it so in Halo 4, which you couldn't, and Halo 3, which you couldn't, you now have the same options as Reach. So you can go through all the armor options and because if if you remember from 3 and 4, you you chose the helmet, you chose the body, and that was it. So it was like... Uh, but now you can literally go on Halo 3 and you can go, I want this helmet with this chest piece, with these arms, with these legs, with these gauntlets. It's so in-depth. It's literally Halo 3 and Halo 4, but with the reach customization options. And Which I is just, so good. Oh, oh my God, Bradley. Honestly, if you, if you have MCC... Um, I, have, I just have reach. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, it's a shame. But I was you... literally like... The only one when I got like when it came out on PC, I was like, I will get Reach, and then we played through Reach together, and I, I and she ended up loving it. I was like, you will love Reach because she didn't really play Halo, so uh, I, I just I it's so started and the, her off on Reach. The, the reason I'm so I'm so hyped about it as well is because I love in Reach how it feels like everyone is it has a unique Spartan. It, mm-hmm. it, I never. Found, That's what like, I loved. Yeah, and now and because you, of you these saw changes, people's ranks through their armor. Yeah. Is what is what it used to be, and and it was always like an elitist thing of like, you know, like a <laughs> I'm heli, better like, than you. Ooh, yeah, it was though. It was like when you're kids, that's just what it's about. It was so good, mm. and, and and that's so cool for me now because you now have the same experience when you play Halo Three multiplayer and Halo Four multiplayer, because 
I've literally completely changed my Spartan. Like he's got two different shoulder pieces. He's got Master Chief's gauntlets. He's got um, a different, he's got the CIO, CIO helmet, Hunter helmet on. He's got a different chest piece. Like he, and, and it's so cool. Cause now when you play multiplayer, it's not just dudes in armor sets. It's like unique Spartans. And it's very unlikely that yeah. you'll come across a person who is, has chosen the all same. the same options as you unless they were in default <laughs> and and the other thing i've talked about what they've done with halo 3 which i got so giddy about was the thing that's kind <laughs> of weird is in the armor sets they've added in are from four and five so to see those armor sets in halo 3's engine mm. they do kind of look a bit out of place in certain aspects <laughs> because they're so different to the to the way for but it's cool because they've made it consistent with freeze artwork right um but the thing that they did which uh, being a halo law nerd i love the undersuits that go that they're, they're in the law these these black um undersuits that interact with the armor um that the spartans will wear outside of the suit cool and what they did in Halo 3's customization is you can choose Gen 1, which is the original suit, which is just the black undersuit, which is just what you have in Halo 3. Or you mm-hmm. can choose Gen 2, which is the undersuit from Halo 4, um, which completely changes the under of the armor, which is like this gray with like this uh, like tech, tech um, sort of look to it. Or you can go, which was also something in Halo 4, um, you change it so it is the Halo, the, the Gen 2 undersuit with all the weird sort of mesh to it, but it matches the colour you choose as your primary colour. Oh, so your nice. undersuit will be red or black if the rest of your armour <laughs> is black or red. And I'm just like, oh my God, like you, they didn't have to do this. There was no real reason to do this. There's no reason to keep adding free stuff to this game other than mm. the success of the sales from PC. But it's made me... I mean, I I'd play the MCC every now and then, but it's made me reinstall it and be really excited to play all these challenges to unlock all these suits of armors. Yeah, like there's there's even like different visor colors for Halo One, and I'm like, oh my god, you can even change your visor color on Halo One! Like, what the hell? (laughs) It's mad, and it's just it's such a rewarding thing that is free, and I can just do and i am going to do it in a minute and play it all and i just master chief collection came out in such a bad state it was such an awful release and it was it it was it was just bad but it's got to this point now where it's just the perfect halo collection like it's an enhanced version of everything and you can do everything from all of the games except for five everything is on there except for five and do you after, think eventually in five i hope so I, I I hope that I don't six, see why they can't just grow this now. Yeah, I think that's what you should do. You have this be like the staple. You have like mm-hmm. Infinite come out, and then once Infinite comes out, you move five over into to the collection. Because it's just, and then if you do that, like they've done, just redesign a load of suits from five into mm-hmm. the other games. Like because they yeah. they've said they're going to carry on doing season passes, and Microsoft have talked about how. MCC is on the Game Pass and they want this to be a staple for players on the Xbox. So by doing these free seasons with new stuff, it encourages a huge amount of players and keeps MCC current for Yeah. 
I, I just think I just think it's brilliant. I just Microsoft, you've completely redeemed the failure that was the Master Chief Collection on launch. Yeah, it's funny how like I forgot completely it was a failure at the beginning because I remember I was really annoyed because I had the game, but I never loaded it up because I saw how broken it was. So I literally had I like it was one of the few times I had a disc as well. So I literally had the disc and I didn't even load it up. And then they gave out free stuff if you'd loaded up the game because it was so broken. And I literally had it, didn't load it up, didn't get the free stuff because I didn't want to play it until it was fixed. And then they fixed it. And that's when I remember it just being good. But like they've added so much to it since that it is insane that one, they're still adding to it after all this time. Two, that it is a complete 180 from what it started Mm. off as like and like i said i forgot it was even a flop until you just said that yeah and and again i'm i'm i, I think this just goes to show how great cuz this all, all of this all of these updates have really come because of the success of halo on steam right now this is where this has really come from I, we, they might have done something but i don't think they would have done stuff this drastic mm-hmm. if the game hadn't done well on steam hmm and again, it's pretty good for Microsoft. Yeah, which Maybe is another what big company could, uh... could should share and like, grow their <laughs> profits and evolve their because this just be- makes a better game. <laughs> it's, it's made a better game for both of us. For people on for people on PC now get the ultimate version that we probably should have had from the get go, and yeah. we get the version we deserved. That is mm-hmm. literally like it's the classic games that we love, but with quality of life improvements that. Like, literally, I can't believe... It still blows my mind that they made Halo 3 and 4 have the Reach customization options. Like, <laughs> wow. Awesome. That's such fan service. It, but it's what... To be fair, though, it's what I wanted when I loaded up because Reach didn't have it when when it was part of the Master Chief collection. You couldn't really do the same things, if yeah. I remember. And now that you said that, that obviously you will be able to. Even I'm like... I've still got it installed, so I'll probably just load it up and just play around with the customizations mm. as well. i mean the thing Do with reach challenges. is i'm pretty sure all the armor is in the first season pass for reach so you'll oh, really? be very limited on what you can customize unless you play it oh okay which is I the o- which is the only thing that's slightly annoying um i don't know I, I don't really know why they did that um but i've played so much of it i've pretty much got all the armor from reach i've pretty much completed <laughs> that entire first season pass <laughs> um <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, I haven't started on the others, but one's got like all the ODST characters in it for ODST Firefight. Oh. Um, you can literally just jump between them. On You click on Season Pass and then you just, uh, and they've all okay. got different names. Uh, and then you just mm-hmm. choose which one you want to progress. And it's mm-hmm. really cool. And also it's great because it doesn't mean I miss out on content just because I wasn't around for a certain season. Yeah. I can choose which one I want to progress. Obviously I'm limited because the, the challenge is only you can only get a certain amount of points each season, right? So it does mean you'll, if you want to go back, you have to kind of pick and choose which one you're going to progress, right? Um, but I just, I just have to say, if you're a Halo fan, like maybe jump back on and uh, maybe the challenges... And it's, it's fun. It's not just multiplayer. Um, it's also campaign challenges. So it's like play a Halo 4 campaign playlist or play Spartan Ops or play Firefight. It, it, there's literally so many different challenges so you can do this without multiplayer if you wanted to mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's an incentive for me to actually play the playlists because I never <laughs> asked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll move on from that because as you know, I can talk about Halo forever, <laughs> but we won't. This isn't a Halo podcast. Yet. From, yet. <laughs> um, I'll move on to my last piece of news for this week. So this is an interesting one. Um, Tencent has acquired the Warframe developers. Um, and uh, some of the player base for War, Warframe are very upset. Um, and I don't know if you guys know much about Warframe. I've played it several times, but I never play it for very long before getting bored. Like, oh, I'll really? put like, yeah, I'll put like two, three hours in, and then just I can't. That's, I've done it three separate times on different platforms, <laughs> and I literally I just always get too like. Ugh. I always thought it was really fun. Really? Yeah. I just just thought it was so repetitive that I just, I was just like, nah. Also, I don't really love the style of it. It's it's probably a very controversial view. Like for me personally, I just think all of the Warframes are ugly and like very angular, ugly, sharp. And yeah. And I just like, I couldn't see myself playing as any of them. And I was just like, "Eh, it's not, and I've I've said before I'm quite ve- like you know aesthetic like oh, I was gonna say vain but it's not vain it's just <laughs> aesthetic if it doesn't it doesn't if it doesn't look nice the game then I, I'll be turned away from it and I think that is part of it for me is that I just don't really agree with any of the I don't, you know, I don't think I've ever played it or ever even seen anything of it I don't, seriously I don't, never it's a really yeah. give it a go it's quite yeah. it's uh, it's free to play Jack it's not um no, it doesn't cost money might have a look yeah you might love it it's um it is it is a decent game i just i always get too bored though yeah and that's fair i mean move on to be fair I, I i haven't i didn't play it like religiously i just i think i it was something that i went back to every now and then and it was just something that i always remember oh i just really enjoy this because it oh, has okay. fun shooting and then i really enjoyed the fact that you could just whip out two swords just be like yeah yeah it's basically like a weird shooter samurai hybrid but you're like iron man and it's in space. <laughs> See, I think that's where it was like it was. There's too much going on. I was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah. just listed so many different things there, and I'm just like, pick one, do it <laughs> <Just> well. <choose. laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, you know, everyone everyone has their different opinions. Yeah. Um, but the the reason this news has worried some people is um because Tencent. Uh, who actually have a big hand in a lot of the gaming and a lot of the movie industry. Um, uh, they they don't have the most wonderful practices. And there's a bit of discussion in that. Is it Tencent who pushes um, terrible, really expensive microtransactions? Or is it they've just been unfortunate that they've been associated and that they have partnerships with all these companies um, that happen to push microtransactions? Mm. But the thing that sort of rules against them a little bit is the fact that they have 100% of Riot Games. And if you remember back to our Valorant um, episode, where we talked about the $300 skins. (laughs) And a lot of insiders have said that's Tencent. That's China, the Chinese company being like, you you make that that expensive. Um, which has obviously led a lot of people to be like, now they own Warframe. Are they going to take what Warframe has pretty relaxed, pretty good microtransactions in that you don't have to spend anything and it's just suits you buy. And then even then they're 
actually relatively well priced. Um, and people are worried now, is this going to become, oh, look, new Warframe, $300. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there is a bit of concern. But the devs have said that nothing will change, that their agreement that they had with their uh, prior publisher is the same agreement that Tencent have agreed to because uh, they have quite a lot of creative freedom. So hopefully we can take the devs word for this and nothing will change and people who love warframe and their their solid player base can just carry on enjoying what is a very i'd say a consumer friendly free to play game mm -hmm. that a lot of people have a lot of respect for and if it does go the way of valorant and they start chucking like 300 pound suits on the game it will be an absolute disaster like it would just it would i think the it you can do that with certain games but i think with a player base that have got used to a certain treatment that's going to alienate yeah. so many people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the only other thing, that was all that really was with that news story. But I just wanted to quickly touch on, um, talk about Tencent. Um, because there's some interesting bits and bobs about them that have popped up. So for people who don't know, in the gaming world, Tencent owns, I said earlier, 100% of Riot Games. Tencent owns 40% of Epic Games. Uh, which is huge. They own outright PUBG. They own 5% of Ubisoft, 5% of Activision Blizzard, and 80% of Grinding Gear Games, who make a lot of MMOs. Uh, one of their games is Path of Exile. Um, and for those who don't know, this is a Chinese government-owned and run company. Um, so this, you know, <laughs> their strings are pulled by the Chinese government. Um, and they seem fixed on buying as much of the gaming and movie industry as they can. <laughs> and I just find it really odd and a weird, like, a, can you imagine the British government or the American government being like, we're going to buy the entire gaming industry. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, hang on, Boris, you can't do that, mate. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't get out of your lane. Um, yeah, so it's very odd. And recently, uh, they got under a lot of fire because they fronted a lot of the money on the Monster Hunter movie, which was heavily targeted at Chinese people. And then because of a joke that missed their censorship, one of the characters said, oh, what kind of knees are those? Chinese. Chinese, Chinese knees. Knees, get, yeah, get it? Yeah. Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, like, yeah. It was a, it was an awful it was it's an awful joke. Actually, a terrible, terrible joke as well. A, a terrible, <laughs> yeah. but China were outraged by this, so they censored so, the film. And they, bear in mind, they they paid all the money for this. They made this. They just threw it in the bin over their censorship rules. They were just like, no, pull it down. Not in the theaters. So it's just mad to me that you fronted all the money for this, and then over censorship, you've just like completely taken a financial huge slap in the face yeah like it it blows my mind how set on censorship china still are yeah mm -hmm. and 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 the reason this news also is is scared people is because people don't want because if they if china if 10 cent gets a bigger hand in all these companies it could lead and it already has led to censorship chinese censorship in uh, you know our media our games mm. and i don't want 
them to tell me what I can and can't. I don't want them to yeah. turn around to a dev. So like the most recent example of this is they have fronted a lot and have a huge investment in the new Top Gun movie. And on one of the emblems on his jacket was of Taiwan. And they forced them to make a new jacket and get rid of it. It's oh. literally so, so ridiculous. And, okay. and it's like, it's like it, it, these are our movies. These are our, this is our entertainment industry. Like, I hate this idea of a government enforcing what we can and cannot see in our art. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what we're about here. Like, I, I, we don't want to get political on this podcast, but this is something that is being talked about a lot in the industry because yeah. it is concerning. We don't yeah. want china to censor everything and be like no you can't have that oh no they said a bad thing about our government they did this they did that they did and especially considering how much of a hand they have and that hand is only growing because they're only acquiring more and more and more Mm -hmm. you know i mean i don't know what you guys think on it if if you agree with me oh i agree Uh, yeah no censorship (laughs) we don't want propaganda yeah, I just think it's such a shit. Because I don't think that they're necessarily... I mean, the thing is, we don't know what policies they push and what they don't. They could mm-hmm. get an unfair rap for all these microtransactions, or they could be the ones pushing it. We, to be honest, we don't fully know. Yeah. But I just... I don't want them to encourage bad practices, and I don't want them to uh, ruin someone's creative vision because it's going to it's going to upset their populace or not going to fit with their propaganda like yeah. it's, it's the same if america like the american government started buying all this stuff and we're like oh it doesn't portray americans as all patriots or it, or it, ins- it insists we're te- we're we're the real terrorists which there is media that does that and america's just like we're a democracy okay have your opinion like yeah. <laughs> they might not like yeah. it but they still allow it to happen like there are movies that criticize the American government. But this is literally if the American government bought those movie studios and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know that movie whoa. you made about taking the piss we're out of one of our generals? That. No, 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 no. Can't have it. Retract that. Actually, talk about what a good bloke he is and how he's a nice man. <laughs> and he looks after everyone. And, and there was I absolutely just... no war crimes whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to me, I'm just like, no government should be involved in the creative industry you don't belong there like it just mm-hmm. annoys me um yeah but i won't talk about it too. i don't know if you guys have any more any last thoughts on it i'm not going to talk about it any more than that no 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 i agree okay cool well uh we'll move away from that which was quite heavy um it was just it's been in the news it's been circulating uh, i felt like as the type of podcast we are i didn't want to ignore it uh, but we'll move away from that and we'll move into our reviews for this week. Um, so I wanted to talk about my review and my review this week is something I watched quite a while ago uh, on Netflix called Blood of Zeus. So mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Blood of Zeus is a anime style, um, obviously animation about Greek mythology and uh, it takes, um, I, I don't believe it's actually based on it. I think they, they fabricated a lot of it. I don't think it's specifically based on anything. Uh, like it's not like Perseus or uh, Heracles, uh, as the Romans call him, Hercules. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's it doesn't seem to be based on any one of those uh, demigods. It's uh, I think he's Heron. I watched it quite a while ago, so my brain's a bit fuzzy. Yeah, I think um, I think he is. I think it's Heron. Um, and and yeah, I, did, I did I like did try. Bird. Yeah, and I did try to look it up, but I couldn't see him as any of the demigods in the actual pantheon. Um, so I think it's a, a their own story, but um, it's really different, and I really quite enjoy it. It's um, at, at first the art style is kind of weird. I found it a bit difficult to get into, but after I would say the first episode, the end of the first episode, uh, I really got on board with it. I think it's very beautiful to look at. It's really well drawn. I think the action is actually really good. I think it helps that it's an adult um, animation. So there's quite a bit of gore. Like if someone gets stabbed with a spear, it's bloody. It's a quite a brutal affair. And I really enjoyed that. I thought it added a lot of weight to the animation, a lot of uh, you know brutality. It felt very, very nitty and gritty. It felt like our heroes could still be hurt and could still die. There was yeah. a real threat that over overhanged everything. And even the way they depicted uh, the Titans and the Giants and uh, the Demons, especially in the first couple of episodes, they're like serious threats. They're like really evil, terrifying monstrosities. Um, and it was just a really fun spin on the mythos. Uh, I, I just, there was something about it that it was just so easy to watch. And I found myself, I think I watched the first episode, was a bit disinterested, then watched the second episode. And then I think I binged it literally from the second episode all the way to the end. Because they're like 24 minute episodes. Yeah, it doesn't take long to watch the whole thing. And, and, and you know, the plot wise is very, without any spoilers, because um, I think if, you, if you're interested, you should probably watch this by yourself. Um, the plot is very straightforward. And a lot of the twists and turns I saw coming a mile away. And I was immediately like, oh, I know who that is. I know who you're going to be. I know that I literally predicted like everything. And I was like, wow, (laughs) either this, either I'm just getting smarter or this is just insanely predictable. But I don't think that's a bad thing because what it does is it, 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 there's a real love for Greek mythology in here and it feels that way. There's a real passion. There's a really strong narrative and it took, like we've talked about on this podcast before, we made that joke about Zeus. It was our cover art. Zeus is a bad dude. He's a bad guy. And this animation doesn't shy away from that, but it does give him some redeeming qualities. It does give him some compassion and it does make him quite sympathetic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But but one, one thing I will say, which made me laugh, was it, they built this relationship with him, him and his mother and Heron and Zeus having this love for his mother. Um, and, and it was really a cornerstone of the narrative. And I thought it was really sweet and it worked really well. But the only thing that popped a little bit of a hole in that for me was when he then went, oh, yeah, like my other demigod sons from before, Hercules and, and Perseus. And I was like... <laughs> And it's kind of built that this is like the one woman he's loved. And then in your brain, you have to go, hang on a minute. Maybe Hera's got a point. Because if if you've had other demigod children, there must be a couple other mortal women before this one. Yeah, (laughs) that's the point. Zeus has just slept around with everyone. It's horrible. But you do get a sense that he does love and does care. Um, Yeah. And and I really enjoyed all the conflicts between the gods. And like um, Hera... 
who's not a big one that I've really ever dove into or looked at in the Greek pantheon. She was great in this series as this yeah, kind of dark villain sort of, but, but she had a bit of moral ambiguity to her. Um, and the whole just, it's just, if you like Greek mythology, you should really give this series a go. If you like anime, you should really give this series a go. It's just such a good blending of the two. And I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, yes, the plot's a bit simple. It's a bit straightforward at, at points. But you sort of, with any tale or, or retelling of Greek mythology, you know what you're getting in for, really. But it, it delivered it in such a satisfying way that I, everything in this I really enjoyed. And I would love a second season. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not being like, this is the best thing ever, but I enjoyed it. It was good. No, but it is a good watch. Yeah, for, I mean... For like, a as a as a short series, it's really yeah. good. I mean, I know you watched it, Bradley. Do you have anything different, mm-hmm. anything else to, to sort of say on it? Any different takes uh, or... I would say there's like points where it is a bit slower. Yeah. And not a lot happens. Um, but no, I, I do think it was good. I agreed with you in that. Um, and again, I, I really love that mythology as well. Just like I, I love a lot of mythologies, but the Greek mythology is one of my favorites. And, mm. and I do, I love just seeing the different takes that um, like different designs and, and the creative minds come up with for these gods. Yeah. And I just, I really liked some of the portrayals that we had in, in the show. Yeah, And I um, thought the voice actors think, were very good on a whole. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, and the, and that's one of the things I love is just seeing a new character and, and just being like, oh, what are they going to be like? And you're like, oh, like that, that's actually really cool. Like I, mm. I like the way they've taken them, um, but yeah, so I, I I do I also think it's a very good um, good series. I agree. Cool. Uh, has any of that maybe convinced you, Jack, uh, as a you uh, know someone who has Netflix, yeah, to maybe yeah. give it a little watch? Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking that while you was talking anyway, but at the same time, I think you know, I don't. I'm not saying this because I can't be bothered, but I'm saying it in the sense of I quite like anything that is um, easy watch. That's you know, sort of short episodes, and it doesn't take you know, like like there's so many shows out there that people have told me to watch before and i've seen how many episodes there are and how long every yeah. episode is and I was that was like, literally yeah, no me chance. the other day <laughs> that was so like you know like uh, sons of anarchy and things like that i've always thought about those and seen like, like mine like recently it. was vikings ah uh, but that yeah, is great vikings so many characters a lot i know there and, is, and I there know is so you much hate I can't. you can't deal with slowness either and vikings yeah. has a lot it takes its slowness. time. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. There's a lot more build-up. But, yeah. I, but no, yeah, honestly, I sometimes know. Vikings, are, even I, even even me, who's someone who enjoys okay, no, slower I, stories, I'm out. <laughs> sometimes Vikings, I was even like, oh, come on now. Like, just, come on now. Just, just get going. But yeah, <laughs> there's so, a couple uh, episodes where you're like, it's so meandering. And I'm like, I love this show. But every now and then, I'm like, just freaking do something, guys. Just do something. Just kill someone. But <laughs> just yeah, like, basically... stop having a weird drug dream and just do something. <laughs> but I do. Um, <laughs> but no, I do. Uh, I, I, that does has made me kind of want to watch it as well, to be honest. So. Yeah. Well, if you do, um, get, you can give us your take. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, that was my Blood of Zeus review. Okay. So, time for for my review, and this week 
I have finally finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, Before me. With a hundred. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, I did binge it. Like, no, so I have 102 hours in it now, and I have done everything. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's just time to finally talk about it, put it, put it to rest for a while. Because you know, you know, when you get to the end of something like this, and you, you don't know what to do with yourself. <laughs> you know, you know that feeling of emptiness. You're like. <laughs> Hundred hours it, in my life. Is is that why you bought Immortals: Phoenix Rising? <laughs> oh, to be fair, I already I already had like bought that because of the the winter sale because I only I got it for twenty five pounds. Oh, like, nice! That's such a good deal. Yeah, I mean, you, I think the sale's still up. Um, I think it's till like January something. Yeah, I, I think so if I you bought to this, and you're interested in Immortals. Yeah, I, I think I bought Just Cause Four Ultimate Edition for three pounds. Oh, nice! Yeah, so I, I haven't played Just Cause Four. I yes, have it because it was free on Epic at one point, but I've never played it. I couldn't believe it. I saw it and I was like, that's all the DLC, everything for £4. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. You're a sucker to a good deal. <laughs> I know. And it's just going to go on my... I've already talked about this. I have like 30 games now that are just sitting there <laughs> on this like... And I'm just like, yeah, no, it's just bad. Anyway, your review. My review. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So... Uh, we've talked about Assassin's Creed so many times and, and we've asked the question, what's our favourite game? And I can never answer it. And I ended up saying whatever I've played most recently. <laughs> so it was Odyssey. And now it's Valhalla. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like, oh, okay. I, to be fair though, I, every time I was playing it, I was like, do I like this more than Odyssey? And I absolutely adore Odyssey setting. I love mm. Greece. I, I think it's they did it so well. The most gorgeous landscapes in any game i've ever played um and i did love that but when i actually think about what the game was valhalla did everything odyssey did in my opinion but better mm, um, yeah i agree and i think that that was where i was kind of like really like again it will change if i went and played odyssey now i would say odyssey but like <laughs> it, it literally like in terms of just as a game like take away, you know, the, who, what characters mm. are like. Take away the setting in terms of actual like mechanics and what you do. Um, it is a better game. the The combat is so much better. Yeah. So than, and, and out of out of the three new creeds in the new engine, uh, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, is Origins your third then? Again, yeah, but that's only because of like I've played. Them that in that order, mm. like I, I because I literally every time I hear, um, like Bayek, and there's um like there's a thing where you can actually he he's done a bit of, a bit of voice acting in the game. It's not even part of the story. I don't know if you've seen it, Chris. No, I haven't. I, at least I don't remember it. He, there's there's a little piece where you, like it, it's one of those things you can just go off find, which is why it's not really a spoiler. Um, well, not go off and find, but it is there if you if you want. Yeah, to. one of those animus things, right? Uh, no, it's literally just like a document, but he'll read the document, oh, so it's okay. like That's just cool. a normal document you can find. It's it's in the settlement. It's once you've done a certain thing, he's like, oh, you can go read it if you want. And again, like you don't even have to like go read it, but if you go read it, um, you can actually he'll mm. voice actor it, that like, voice act over was it. So good. Exactly, and literally, he was his voice started coming out, and I went, "I'm so glad they got him back to voice act this." And I literally sat there listening to this document and was like, so into it. Um, and it really doesn't even describe that much, but I was like, I was just like gushing over how much I love Bayek and how whenever he would take out a target, his 
emotion when he would go to the doer and and talk to the to the target about like his son i was like wow but yeah so i was i'm always like whatever i play most recently i'm gonna be a fan of i'm really bad favorites and um like these these latest three i can say just from a game point of view Valhalla is by far the best it got rid of all the bloat and just cut down to really good gameplay so yeah. I think there's still a bit of loot drops. Still, still a little bit. Oh, I don't know. It was enough for me to really sink my teeth into and enjoy it. Because, like, I think one of the biggest things for me was the fact that there was this, like, loads of loot drops. We would mm. just you'd go out and you'd find good weapons. And that was that. You didn't have to sit there and think, is there any point in me using this and upgrading this? That It was just, you have, you know, your weapons and you can go find more. But for the most part, like I used basically the two first axes, the bearded axes you'll get. Um, I used my dad's axe. Yeah, same. I love the Baron's dad's axe. And the house Carl axe. As I just dual wielded axes because I'm someone who likes really stupidly good damage. And mm. I was like, I don't have time for a shield um, because I'm all about like just getting things done and just relying on raw skill. And, and this was the thing that I loved the most. And that was... Um, like compared to the previous two in the new newer series um is that i played on the hardest difficulties again obviously oh god but they did they did it in a way that was um like it wasn't okay i've picked the hardest difficulty let's just have every enemy be a boss yeah it was done in a proper way uh, so Odyssey was literally that and, and Origins was pretty much that as well where um, you know, you'd know you fight a common enemy and you'd be like this super high level you got this amazing gear and it would just take forever you'd just be slapping this person and the health should yeah, be unless you were away. like 20 levels higher no even then on, on Nightmare it was a ridiculous it was, it was so stupid uh, like it would take forever even if you were like because in Nightmare you're not allowed to be higher either so it would always oh, right. auto scale you <laughs> yeah so so it literally like on in Odyssey and Origins it was just frustrating because i wanted a challenging game um but it wasn't challenging it was just boring in terms of the grind like of killing someone like it shouldn't it should have been enjoyable as well as being challenging and valhalla did that for me it rewarded me for being good at the game by not being ridiculously like higher health enemies it would be like i take a lot of damage um from them but I can still put out a lot of damage. Like it had that more like Dark Souls vibe, where <clears throat> yeah. you're weak, but you can take on these these people. And yeah, you're and very just, glass I, cannon, aren't you, in Valhalla? Yeah, ex- exactly. And I loved that because that's the type of play, like playstyle I absolutely adore. And I was just all about like parries and perfect dodges. And like, oh, the parries so got, satisfying. Yeah, and but again, on on the hardest difficulty, it won't always be a an instant takedown. You normally oh, okay. have to do at least like two parries. Yeah, which kind of just adds to it a little bit more again where like okay that's fair enough because it is the hardest difficulty kind of thing like mm. i shouldn't deserve a like an instant you know kill from every like uh, basic enemy parry some you did get it was kind of like a random chance i don't really know how it works to be honest <laughs> you'd be um, just like oh, just just apply a random meter. yeah and i absolutely loved the combat and um i the one thing i would say is the combat doesn't work exceptionally well when you're in groups um no so like taking on a group of people yes when there is a group of friends and enemies it doesn't work as well yeah it becomes a bit of a weird of it, like one-on-one mosh yeah pit and thing. exactly and i would just go around and i would get hit like on the backswing of some 
one and I'd be really like frustrated because I'm like, I'm not even fighting you. And you take, obviously take so much damage when you're playing on those difficulties that I'd be like one HP <laughs> just because I've walked into the like, because someone else is fighting someone. And, um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest improvement for me was just that was cutting down the loot mm. and improving the combat like immensely. But yeah. as its own game, without comparing it to the rest, I thought um, the character of Eivor for one was... I love him. He's yeah. he like, he's just so good. And they've always done good characters in my opinion, but like every year I'm like, what are they going to do? That's like different. And then, and then they just bring in these characters that you're like, they're different. Were you uh, male Ivor or female Ivor? I'll, I'll be honest. So I always say like, I was like Alexios and now I was male Eivor. But I said, my opinion isn't because I don't like playing as females. It's because I like to play as the thing that's closest to me. And I identify as a man. Yeah, so I pick fine. the male. Exactly. And I'm always like... You don't need to defend like, your... Uh, no, your but I always friendly. feel like it. Because I always feel like... Because I, I do like playing as female characters in games. And like... Yeah, we, always, we've all talked about when I get the option, Laura Croft. It, yeah, but that's what I mean. And there's so many more that like I do love. But it's literally just the case of... If there's a game that gives me the option, I'll always pick the thing that's closest to me. Yeah. Um, but... He he's just so good. He was fun. and it, it's now a problem of like I can't see any other way. So yeah, again, I, I'm pretty sure that female Eivor is canon. Yeah, uh, no, it's the other way around. So um, you, uh, yeah, I'm pretty so, sure it's her again. No, no, it because was Cassandra it was, was no, canon. No, no, Cassandra's canon, and this time around, there was a big outrage about it. He is canon. It's male, right? Okay. This time, which is female, really weird. female last time, male this time. Because one of the things that happened two or three times is I was called a her. Yeah, it's a, um, it's just a bug. And I was like, oh, I just assumed that the default was to go with her because she's. No, people, I, I thought it she happened was to me a lot as well. And I was just standing there like I don't identify as her, yeah, <laughs> but thank you anyway. I shall not axe you to death. But, but Ubisoft. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't just record days yeah. and just make it easier on themselves. Yeah. Ubisoft. I had it before as well. Yeah, a guy kept calling me his daughter, and the dialogue lines <laughs> meant to be son, and it's like, oh, okay. Oh no, I thought he. I thought it was that you were meant to be his daughter. Does it change then if you're male? Because I had the same thing. I was like, wow, this guy's really old. <laughs> Like I've got my big beard, and he was calling me his daughter. But I was just accepting. He's it. just thinking you're oh. an ugly sin. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like my daughter loves really you, ugly. loves you nevertheless. Oh, well, maybe yeah, that no, is I, it. I thought that was another because I had because I had I no issue because I, I had her as well a lot, and I was like, I'm not a woman, man. Like what's going on? <laughs> and, oh. and also, like I say it's weird because they did confirm that the male is the canon character yes yeah, so so hang on is this guy your dad is he the the wait no, no the reason... a random farmer you meet in a side quest you should yeah. decide it'd be funny if your character started calling your mum like, like <laughs> <never heard that. laughs> thanks mum um yeah see the reason i thought she was is because when you let the animus decide it chooses her and then in the the like what like asgard and jotunheim you play as him you play as male so why does the animus choose the female version i don't know maybe just because no idea. they want people to play as women don't they it's uh, uh nothing wrong I with that know. but it's 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 a push in gaming for more female representation if if i had to guess but i did read articles uh, from ubisoft that the man uh, okay that cassandra was last time so this time they thought it was fair that it would be the bloke 
and I think that is fair. <laughs> and it makes it makes the more bloke. sense. Um, bloke I think for Vikings. Uh, and I think was, yeah, one of the things I said, I said, I was like, I need a beard. If I'm a Viking, yeah, you need I need a beard. beard. Yeah. I, I was like, I can't not play with a beard. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I know really there's shield maidens as well, but when I think of Vikings, I think of a huge beard. Norse dude, right? And a beard. Yeah. <laughs> and a beard. Yeah. yeah. So I had to have my little braided beard. Um, but yeah, so it's like it, it's just such a good game, and I like. Is there, I absolutely can, can I just ask one question, um, which yeah. I know you both be able to answer for me? How much customization is there really when it comes to his his facial uh, tattoos and a lot hair, the tattoos, so, clothes? So, so you so have it, to collect it, them. Yeah, hair, it not that much. It doesn't start out as much, but right. you have to if you want to get tattoos. They're like they're like the sea shanties in Black Flag. Right, right. Okay. They, well, you can you, buy them more from you can buy them, the yeah. merchants. Yeah, but there's quite a lot. There's a lot of tattoos, but there's not a lot of hairstyles. No, um, which is quite weird. <laughs> there's just uh, there's a fair amount. I I think there's enough yeah. for beards, but yeah. um, you, can, like, you, you can't you, have like a ridiculous beard. Like, you can't have like you can make him look really long. cool, or you you can make him look like an utter like mong. Like clothes, you can make clothes him look are weird. really cool. Clothes are really cool because, like I said, they cut down on all the loose. Yeah. So there's less like variations, but there's just sets. Like, right. Yeah. So it's cool. sets, but that's always cool. It, but so it, but the cool thing about the armor is that when you get it, you'll get like a low tier version of it, and yeah. then you get um, materials to upgrade it. And every time you upgrade it, it gets more elite looking. Is the more best way I can defined. describe it. Yeah. Like so like textures, by the time you get to like some gold right. on it and stuff. That's yeah, cool. so like the armor you start off with is all like rugged and it's yeah, leathery yeah. and it's stitched together. But by the time you get to the final upgrade, it will be like silks and like yeah. it will look really nice. That's and cool. I love. Yeah. What I use the mentors. Oh yeah, same. I I yeah. literally the final. It's called mythical when you get to the end and you have the it's golden so cool. like embroidered cloak and it's just. Oh, it's literally that's the other thing. You can, great. you can pull your hood up so whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, oh, stop, stop, because I want this game. And uh, just, but, you but can pull thing... your hood up and put your cloak on and take it off whenever you want. Well, oh, I will like say, Bradley, to do syndicate. The yeah. thing hat. <laughs> I was no so <laughs> I was so torn between the mentor outfit, which to me was like it gave me serious Ezio vibes from revelations and mine was also it had the best stats and and i was so torn between the hidden ones outfit which is Uh, the other right hidden ones looks amazing oh it's so cool assassin and like this is the other thing i don't really play these games stealth anymore i don't think the game caters Uh, towards uh, it enough I, I think it's so caters towards um it is more focused on builds. on just beating you them. literally cannot take on like beasts with assassinations you can you, if you, you turn on instant and... assassination which well, is you can take on like the bosses and things uh, oh so 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 like the witches of the bog and stuff you can't assassinate them no exactly yeah uh, i think and, the and, only you uh, can you can do it to certain characters in the story the ones you can't assassinate are certain bosses most bosses and the uh what are they called the guys who ride around who are basically the mercenaries from Odyssey. Oh, the zealots the zealots um okay but i'm pretty sure certain boss characters that are I don't in know. the story i've always just felt like since origins up. it's kind of catered towards doing less stealth and more a mixture yeah. of the things but, which is what i do but i literally just but, pumped into but, melee but i would and, say that this one out of all of the new ones 
because of that instant assassination you can turn on and even not just that you can get a perk so they do say that's not the way they want you to play it yeah but, but you can <laughs> and i didn't a... i didn't play it like that yeah but and you can get a perk that if you error so say you assassinate someone and they're too high level it will slow down time oh, as yeah. you go towards them and you have to that was basically... so useful yeah it's like a quick time event you have to do like a little timed event yeah <laughs> but it was and... so much better than odyssey's way mm. of using yeah. adrenaline so so you can either go turn on the instant assassination or get that ability and then me and my brother did play it and i have like stealth killed entire camps and it is really mm-hmm. satisfying um i don't know though like but again, I like I said, I do it in the most efficient way, and stealth takes a long yes, time. Yes, uh, it takes a long time. So, yeah. and and when you've done everything, I was literally just like, ah, oh. some camps I would just get me to the end of this game. Some I, I would just be like, well, it wasn't like your preference, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, also yeah, that I love the combat. The I I really time, think see, I it's thing, a I feel fun like, combat system. Yeah, see, this is the thing. I feel like when I play it. I will play it completely different to how you played it, Bradley, because it's just not in my nature to play things the same way you I, like to I play think, them. So I think you preference. either get that ability, Jack, or if yeah. you want it to be easier, turn just on instant. instant. You just turn up. Yeah, yeah. Which most people are. It's just like the the mini bosses, enemies that yeah, aren't. like the the big. And that was on the highest difficulty, whatever. so I'm sure it'd be. Yeah, the ones with like the golden bars at the top. I don't know. Yeah, they all have names, don't they? They're like, oh, this one's a. Yeah, uh, I mean, that was the only thing that wigged <laughs> me out where, like, sometimes they had, like, fantasy proportions. And I was like, how is this dude this big? Like, oh, my, I man, know. my oh, man's, like, oh, Dynasty Warriors big. Dynasty Warriors. He's, like, nine foot bigger tall. than the guy's... Yeah, but he's bigger than the Jotuns as well. <laughs> like, oh some God. of the Jotuns Some of them, I'm like, what's going him? on and with this? Like, like yeah. It's bizarre. Have you seen some of the children? Did you have any of the children glitches? No, I've had, I had it once. I, so, so the children can come out adult sized, but with children <laughs> proportions. So, like they have these massive heads and big hands, and uh, like I have one of these running alongside me, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then he speaks in his little American accent. I was like, "Go away, go away, <laughs> be gone, devil, be child. gone, devil, child." But yeah, like the to me was so satisfying that I'll be honest, I never used an ability. Oh what! I collected the abilities every are ability. So good. I never used any. I literally, I, I was so good at the natural combat that I pumped into getting adrenaline and then got the damage boost from having filled adrenaline. Oh, bars. okay. And I would just shred through people, and yeah, they but, couldn't but touch you can me. throw like five axes at people and like instantly. Took too long, didn't it? Took too long, didn't it? Took too long to throw an axe. Too long, yeah. No, no but the some of the animations, the me. abilities are. <laughs> so cool like they're the cool looking i had them all equipped, but i never used it i had yeah, that equipped. you could just, I, I you could just run into combat there's three guys in front of you like axe throw and he just like throws like three axes and kills but them then i have like, an yes. empty adrenaline <laughs> <laughs> i love how different bradley is with the way he plays i literally i just played the most bread and butter game ever like it was just <laughs> so basic it was ridiculous i couldn't have played that game more vanilla but wow. um yeah you loved it, it. it I absolutely adored it, and I, I'm like waiting for to see what the season pass, like the DLC, is like. Yeah, I've seen like I mean, the video they've released for it. I, but I want to finish, know if we get uh, any more. I need like, to store it like real. First. Yeah, I need to <laughs> see. I need to get the game. <laughs> you do. You really do. Add the new Xbox. Yeah. There's so much customization yeah. with the 
with Raven, Ravensthorpe and um, the, the like your ship has a lot of customization. Your crew. horses, your character. I saw. I cr- s- yeah, you can literally. I you can saw, make your own Viking as well. <laughs> I saw uh, a meme, yeah, and it really made me laugh. Yeah, and I, I, I wish I'd sent it to you, Chris, actually, because I know you'd find it funny. I might see if I can find it for you. But basically, it was like um, someone playing Valhalla, yeah, and it's like a. With this, it just comes up like in captions, like with this, I will be the most feared Viking in all the lands. And then it's to him on his ship. Yeah. And it's all like, he's got like a rainbow, uh, rainbow ship with a <laughs> unicorn on the front or something or on the back, I think it is. Yeah, and then like all the, the crew store, are like, sure. yeah. yeah, it was brilliant. Though. Was he's playing like this music as well, like dramatic Viking music. And it's just like, sailing with this bright colored ship. Yeah. Though I will oh, just God. say it's like three games in a row. We, we've had an assassin's creed where you don't play as an assassin <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's more elements of it in this one and there are assassination contracts and there is things you still do for the assassins. Assassin. i found it i i yeah i mean i thought they could be inducted at yeah some there, point. there's a presence from yeah i mean i just find it so weird that you do all this stuff for them and you do basically assassination contracts for them and you do missions for the assassins and they're never mm-hmm. like hey do, do you want to join yeah, I found this. No. You're basically an assassin yeah. when you do the side. Content. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah I, I guess, but it's just you, you know why though. It's because they're still called the hidden ones, and he's a Viking, and he's like glory, glory. <laughs> yeah, nothing hidden. Exactly. So he's like, <laughs> oh no, I help you out. I'll give you a little place in our settlement. So, but yeah, I, ain't, I, I ain't becoming one th- of you. That's the thing. It is. It's. It's more Assassin's Creed than the last two. Yeah. Well, maybe not than. It's a tough one, Origins. I don't know. They, they are. They have all the the. You know, they have the targets. I really like the new way that they do it, where they have the whole the tree, and you can kind mm. of see all your targets. Yeah, and you can kind it's of cool. Whittle it down. It's but, it's um, still not quite. You're just not by name an assassin. I, I'd, I'd still quite like if they moved in the next one closer. If if they went a bit more assassinsy. But I, I do think there's enough there to satisfy people who are looking for an Assassin's Creed experience. I mean, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. it is a hybrid. You are a, so much of the game yeah, is yeah. Viking, and I, I think that's fine. Um, so some people who just want an Assassin's Creed experience might be disappointed, but I generally yeah. think it, it does a good balance of being a bit Assassin's Creed and a bit Viking without maybe going too much to either side. I mean, it is more heavily yeah. towards yeah, Viking, yeah, yeah. but Viking, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you agree with that, Brandy, but oh no, definitely it is there. Um, and like I said, I still feel like that they push you more towards being Viking mm. and and being that like melee and and using your bow than the assassinations. You can do it, but there's a lot of points in the campaign where you you wouldn't be able to do stealth. Mm. Yeah, um, of and, even, and stuff. even like things like raids. So I. I uh, like loads of times I've gone to do a raid and I've started off stealth and then realized I can't force open a door on my own. <laughs> you have to start, you have to start the raid. So you have to go loud. Yeah. Um, so like th- that's where I feel like they do really push you away from like stealth, mm. but they kind of leave it there. Like, Oh, you can do this a little bit. You and that's literally this, what I did. Yeah, yeah. I would just be like, what I would do, always do is use improvised stealth where you'd just be like running around, taking as many people out as you can before you get noticed. Yeah. And, and I always loved that because then it was like, as soon as you get noticed, you blow the horn, yeah. you go in. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That, was, that was cool. That was like, it was almost like, oh shit, I've been detected. Cool reinforcements. 
Yeah. Yeah, but the problem I have with the horn is that it's right next to the torch, and every time I would flick up the stick, I'd I'd nearly hit it, and I'd hit like <laughs> two or three times, and I was literally in a cave trying to get my torch out, and I was just blowing my horn to no one, <laughs> just like signaling them, and it's like a six-second animation. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll just wait, but just climb up on the roof and pull it out. What the horn? Yeah. Why? No, no, I wanted the torch. He wanted oh, the torch and he sorry. kept clicking it instead. Because yeah, uh, I like, I would do it so quick that I'd flick the stick and it's right next to it. And then I'd blow the horn. But it's like I said, it's like a six second animation. I just wanted my torch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just wanted to see in the dark. To I be can't fair, wait. I, I was a weirdo because I walked around with the hood up even when I wasn't stealthing just because I loved I the hood. I hated up. having the hood up. No, I, I needed to have my like. My, you know, my beautiful golden locks on. No, show. it was so Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. I love no, the This is literally it. I, w- I realized that I actually like. I was like, I don't care if I don't get another game where I play as an assassin because I really like just Ew. being my own person. Mm. No, like I like being Abel. No, he's a he's a really cool bloke, and he is I like cool. being yeah. him. Mm. Um, especially because I wouldn't always agree with the way Abel does things, but I really came to like that. Yeah, that I couldn't always agree because. It was like making a friend with him yeah. Yeah. instead of it being, being like, character. I am yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. do think the only thing I'd say is the RPG mechanics kind of feel pointless in this one. To a certain extent, I'm like... In, in what aspect? It, in that, it's like, hey, here's some choices. And then it's like, uh, oh, yeah. you can't some, change some this, though. You can't change this, though. And I'm like, they half commit to it, where it's like, I feel like you either Definitely. don't give us choices or you just let us change everything. Because it's kind of this weird yeah. middle ground where you're just like, hey, uh, the story's going to play out this way, but I'm going to choose who I'm going to have sex with. It's like, <laughs> that's all that it feels like. It's like, just like options to yeah. like flirt with everyone throughout the game. And I'm like, is this really an RPG? Or is this just like <laughs> Assassin's Creed slash dating sim? Yeah. <laughs> and you're no, not I can't playful. wait to get the game. I, I do. I, do, I, really I do think you'd like it. Yeah. Like, if you play on like a decent difficulty i yeah. think the combat could be really fun for you yeah so, I, I do i do really want it but obviously it I'm won't be like you know the days of old but no. i think it'll be a good middle ground good middle you. ground yeah but if, but if you want definitely compared to odyssey i mean i i played it on um a sort of medium difficulty and eventually i turned instant assassination off once i got that ability because i found it really fun um, but I know my brother played on the easiest difficulty and he played with instant assassination yeah, yeah. on. I, th- I think that's like a good way to do it. Um, and he right. had more of what he felt mm-hmm. like was a traditional Assassin's Creed experience because on oh, the easiest cool. difficulty, the game wasn't that hard and no. he had instant assassinate on. Uh, and for him, that was more the experience, that more he a wants, traditional yeah. experience that he was looking for. So yeah. you have those options. Balance, yeah, yeah. And you can also do what That's I cool. did, where I started with instant assassination. And switch, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I switched because I was like, you know what? I actually really like the way I don't instant it, it kill It feels like, yeah, it feels like it's the most all-round well-balanced of the mixture between old and new and giving yeah. players that ultimate choice all the way Definitely. through. I, I'm really excited to see what they do next with it because I think they've learned from what we liked of the new what ones, what we, yeah. what we missed from the old ones, yeah. and now they're finally Balancing finding that it. point for yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, they've produced the best game in years. Yeah, I, I don't think everyone will be satisfied and there'll be people in oh God, either no. the Odyssey camp who are like, oh, you've ruined my RPG. And where's be... my rpg give me my loot 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 <laughs> yeah and there'll be people in the old school camp who are like this still isn't assassin's creed but 
I think for a lot of people, this is a good enough middle ground. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it tries Definitely. so hard to appease both groups. And I think it does a good enough job in my opinion. I think mm. it does a fantastic job, yeah. but I, I don't know. I just, it really just clicked with me. It, just everything about it. But yeah. I am a massive fan of the type of combat that it does. Yeah. But hmm. Yeah. Well, there's oh. your Odyssey. Valhalla. But anyway, um, I said so that in comparison to what you've just said, I mean, I, I am really looking forward to getting that game, but in comparison to what you've just said, my review today is uh, a closer for the show, early episode today as well. And also a really short review. And But there's one main reason I really wanted to talk about it. So I'm doing a film. Um, which I saw recently in my boredom at home. Um, I watched a film on is currently on Sky Store um, called Unhinged, and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because um, mainly because of the the cast, um, but but also because it was unexpectedly great. So um, it's we. I was sitting down with my family um, looking for something to watch, and obviously we all like a horror. We all like a thriller. Um, some of us like action, some not so much. So we were trying to find some sort of middle ground. Um, and obviously, good horror films are hard to come, uh, you know, hard to come by. Um, to be honest, when you've seen so many bad ones, um, and we saw this unhinged. Um, now, initially, what made me go? Hang on a second. What is this? Um, was the casting? It's the main character in the film is Russell Crowe. And I was like, okay, Russell Crowe, gladiator, like, you know, he's been in hundreds of things that he's always fantastic. So I was like, immediately, this can't be a terrible film or it shouldn't be because (laughs) he doesn't really, he's not usually part of bad films. He's very picky usually. Yeah. So I thought, I thought, okay, that that's interesting. So then I looked at what the film was about and essentially it's something really different to see Russell Crowe, take part of as well so the film is um a really cool little premise of the film is that basically it's about road rage um and what what it is it's about uh, you know on a day-to-day basis all across the world people get in road rage incidents where they shout at other drivers they honk their horn at the drivers sometimes it gets physical you know things like that it's all about that really um and what happens in this film is that um a young lady gets into a near accident um, with a guy and she honks her horn at this guy who is Russell Crowe um, and he is unhinged. He is a <laughs> lunatic um, and he decides that because she has been rude to him um, and she won't apologize, he is going to show her what a bad day really is. So he becomes and obsessed with ruining her life. Um, and when I say ruining her life, it's extreme as well. And, the reason I wanted to talk about it on here was because it was a really different film um, and I really, really enjoyed it so much so that I watched it twice in two days um, because I watched it the night we watched it and Colt fell asleep um, and she really wanted to see it. So I said to her the next day, I don't mind watching it again. So I sat and watched it with her. Um, But it's the way I would compare it to, um, do you remember, you've probably both seen Taken with Liam Neeson, the first one. Right. Do you remember the, the, the thrilling feeling you get when you watch it for the first time? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going on. It's a thrill ride from start to finish. I love that feeling. And I wished I could forget Take and watch it again. Um, oh yeah. That'd and, be amazing. And, and so this is a film I, I would compare to that because not that it's as good as Taken, don't get me wrong, but 
it's such an unexpected, crazy thrill ride that you just are like, when it's happening, you're just going like, oh my God, this guy is a psychopath. Like he is like, he's doing anything he can to ruin this woman's life. And it makes you think as well in real life, you have no idea who you're honking the horn at, who yeah. you're shouting at. And you really need to be careful because some people really are quite, could be this deranged. Could snap this, or could, yeah. 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 And do, and do something unpredictable. And I, I'm not going to say much more about it because it would ruin the 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 film because the I, I don't even want to tell you the sort of stuff he does because you start off just thinking i mean how crazy is this man and mm-hmm. the more the film goes on the more dark and more twisted and more psychopathic it gets and the more you you're like wow he is just willing to do anything just to you know he does not care you know um, i mean i don't blame work. him imagine imagine someone honking the horn at you like, yeah. and then, and it's not the thing is it's, it's his fault as well like he actually does <laughs> does the wrong he's in the wrong um that but, makes it even better <laughs> it does but but what what i wanted to applaud about the film is that it's not all that long it's about an hour and a half long and it's it's a thrill ride from start to finish and it is great and really enjoyable um but but my main my main bravo for the film is that it was different to a lot of things. I haven't really ever seen anything like it before. Um, and secondly, Russell Crowe's performance was fantastic. Like I've never seen him in a, in a role like that where mm. he plays a lunatic. Like yeah, a it's usually like and the action star or Superman's yeah, or, or yeah, yeah. Or some sort of, you know, like <laughs> some sort of suave guy or whatever. And in this, he just, plays a maniac and he does a fantastic job at making you feel like this is like a he's like a real uh well unhinged a real man on the edge and i just i was just in sort of awe of him throughout the film because it's like you really sense the danger on him like and how how far he's willing to take this and i just really enjoyed it and you know what i think it's a film that a lot of people would enjoy surprisingly because I've never even heard of it before, you know, and for Russell Crowe to be in it and me to have never even heard of it, it, I was like, oh, this film clearly didn't do well in the sense of, you know, it's clearly not very well marketed. Um, And I was really pleasantly surprised by it. And I think it's great because it's an easy watch. It's not long. It's a thrill ride. It's Mm. crazy. It's fun. And then when it's over, you're just like, cool. there's, There's not much more to it. You just finish it and you're like, oh, well, you know, that teach you not to honk the horn at just anybody because yeah. you never know. It's a good life lesson, that, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. And it's like, and they make a big point at the start about like, they show you some like, um, you know where they do at the start of a film, um, you, you do that, they do like the introduction and they do like the, the directors, the thingies and all that. And at the start, um, during that segment of the film, they play some real road rage incidents of like people like crashing cars, losing their shit, like like purposely driving into other people and people getting out of their cars and like starting fights and like you know smashing stuff and things like that. And it's like this does really happen. So all we are is one small step away from doing it to the wrong person. Yeah, and then and, and I, you know, I find that interesting. Anyway, I love how uh, it, you know it's always interesting how we're these civilized beings, but yeah, yeah one small thing can make us like revert to our like animalistic base instincts, base yeah. instincts. Yeah. and i yeah. always find that so bizarre and this is exactly what happens and it, we're all yeah, barbarians at heart crazy we are yeah <laughs> um rules are the only things that separate us between uh, us and the animals what's so, that from um, john wick oh. <laughs> if you, <laughs> quote it's winston, winston from john wick um the guy who runs the continental hotel um i only know because i watched it again this morning um but yeah so 
anyway, that's my, my brief review on um, Unhinged. And when it comes to either Sky Cinema or Netflix or wherever it ends up going, um, you should definitely both give it a watch just because it's yeah. an easy watch and a fun one. Um, I mean, and it, Russell Crowe's great. If we eventually both watch it, we'll, we'll do like a little spoiler chat about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Because obviously I can't really say much because it will ruin the whole film. It, it'd be, it'd be quite funny if, does. if Bradley came on here and was like, it's an utter garbage. What are you talking about, Jack? <laughs> yeah, he probably will yeah knowing him but yeah no, so that's that's all for me um do we have anything else uh before the end of the episode any closing thoughts no uh, i mean yeah Happy any, anyone, year is one of any, them yeah that's one but anyone else got uh any anything interesting mm, Fro- really. floating around yeah no, no n- nothing massive just uh here's to hopefully a better year a better yeah yeah 21 please don't let us down <laughs> no pressure yeah so uh like I say happy new year everyone and uh we'll see you next uh next week at some point yeah see, see you, you later too, guys see you later